0: Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil Dipentino. So happy that you could be with us today. Uh, We have a wonderful guest with us from Austin, Texas. Uh, He is an author and he just recently wrote a book called How to Live an Abundant Life. And he's going to share with us some of the uh, information that's in the book. And and a lot of that comes from just his business experience and personal life experiences too. I think you're really going to enjoy him. His name is Carl Brandt. Carl, welcome to the, uh, the podcast with us today. Thanks, Neil. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And I don't know what the name of the title is. We can't tell what the title is uh, uh, at all, uh, except for that stuff that's behind you there. So just kind of playing around with you a little bit. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. You, uh, man, you've got a a great, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. You have been in business for a really long time. Uh, You've invested in a lot of businesses, uh, you know, so you, you really kind of know your way around uh, the business world and everything. Um, And recently you wrote this book and we're going to talk about how to live an abundant life, the book here shortly. But before we jump into all of that, we want to learn a little bit more about Carl Grant. Can you give us your story? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure. So I, I am a married father of five. I've been married 29 years, been with my
1: wife 32. Uh, adult children, my youngest is 20. And, uh, you know, that having that many kids, it's, it's unusual these days. Uh, it, it steers your career path a little bit because I, I'm a startup entrepreneur by nature, but um, my wife asked me after. Four kids were born to please not do any more startups while she was raising all those kids. So uh, I'm a man of faith, uh, Christian. Uh, you, you can't you can't have five children and, and you know, provide for them all. My wife stayed at home without a little bit of faith. And so that's a big part of
0: who I am. 100 mm-hmm, percent. Fantastic. So now you tell me like one of your children, uh, Carl Grant, the fourth is actually in, in, one your, in one of your business partners. He's in business with you yeah it's, it's quite rewarding
1: to do that with my son I, I started out my entrepreneurial career doing a business with my dad right out of grad school and um we got bit, bits and pieces of the business up and running but it was a very capital intensive business and that kind of leads to where we are today um it was in the cable television industry and, and there weren't you couldn't do a, a broadcast from you know your home like we're doing today uh it, it, it took you know satellite uplink studios a lot of equipment and so we were not able to raise the capital to get that network, the, the cable network up and going. We got some shows up and going. We got, we got pits and pieces of what we were doing. Um, but because of that experience, it really shaped my career path uh, over the course of my whole career up into capital raise. So capital raise helps entrepreneurs raise capital. And that was a problem that I ran into back in the early 90s when I was trying to raise capital, but there just wasn't the investment capital available back
0: then. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. So before we get into the book, uh, capital raise, uh, you're right. I mean, uh, it it obviously uh, takes money to make money. This is the old saying, right? Uh, And and some businesses take a little bit more money than others to get started and get into, you know, to uh, get to that point where it actually starts making money for the owners and everything. So talk a little bit about capital raise and and what that's all about and, and how that works. Well, so in the jobs that I had in the professional services arena, I I interacted
1: with a lot of venture capitalists, some private equity funds, family offices, and angel Mm -hmm. investors. And so when I left that world, I had this amazing Rolodex of investors. And rather than let that languish, I built it into a LinkedIn-like platform with all of my contacts and all of their investment criteria. So if you're an entrepreneur going to raise capital, usually you don't know who to go to. There's not like a really good resource, not a, not a free resource. You, you can subscribe to PitchBook or Crunchbase and do some research, but then you don't know these people. And so reaching out cold to investors typically doesn't work. Typically, you need a warm introduction. And so we've combined the the research tools of a PitchBook or a Crunchbase with the introductory tools of LinkedIn, and we, we marry them up. And so because I know these people, they know my name from the 25 years I sent them referrals, um, they take referrals from us. And with my son having the same name as me, we can share an email address and he can send those referrals. So I've been able to train and mentor him on how this is done. And he's now become an expert at, at who does what and and can uh, you know
0: advise entrepreneurs and help make those intros. So um, what type of businesses would utilize that type of service? So typically companies with
1: between a million and 10 million in revenue, typically, sometimes it's more, will be good targets for venture capital. And then once you get to that $10 million to, say, $100 million in revenue, you're more of a private equity candidate. And so we have a solution for private equity
0: as well. It's a little different than the capital capitalized solution. So on the smaller end, I mean, is there like specific uh, type of businesses? I mean, like restaurants, uh, service industry type businesses, what type of businesses would actually re- reach out and use that, that, that program? Yeah, great question.
1: So, so restaurants typically would not be a good, a good fit for this. Uh, It's typically technology companies and life sciences companies. So the life sciences companies won't have a million in revenue. Most of them are pre-revenue, but they'll have great clinical data. Uh, VCs tend to tend to like the flavor of the day. So business to business, software as a service companies are a favorite of uh, investors. And then Artificial intelligence is is the latest buzzword, right? That'll change. It, it won't it won't last forever, but there's a lot of new breakthroughs coming in artificial intelligence. It, it's it's typically in those sectors, technology and life sciences. Outstanding.
0: Well, that's fantastic information. I really appreciate you providing that for us. Uh, so let's let's kind of shift gears just a little bit and let's talk about your book, how that kind of came about, and and, and really what the book is all about.
1: Yeah, so when I started writing the book, when I, when I came up with the, the idea that I wanted to do this, I wanted to write a book about how to do professional services business development. And, you know, we talked earlier about your sales background. And selling products is much different than selling services. I, um, I was recruited as the very first hire in the business development group at PricewaterhouseCoopers in the late 90s. And when I was hired, the, the, the gentleman who hired me, former IBM sales executive, said, Carl, it's like I'm leading you into a dark room. I'm not giving you a flashlight and I'm not showing you the way out. Like nobody had done this before. He said, you got to figure this out. And so I was selling audits, if you can imagine. Every successful company needs an audit at some point, but nobody wants to buy an audit. And so I had to figure out how to how to. Sell audits in the difference between professional services and products is that you're selling people and relationships when you're selling services. And so I figured out early on what was interesting about PricewaterhouseCoopers was we represented some of the largest companies in the world and a lot of the investment funds out there. And every entrepreneur who's developing an earlier stage company needs customers, needs partners and they need investors. And so I became a super connector connecting the dots. This this does lead into the book, right? Because because yeah. I then I then ran business development, global business development for Cooley. It's a large international law firm. But when I joined, they had three hundred and ten million in annual revenue. When I left, they had over two billion in annual revenue. And I oh, wow. led the team that that you know drove a lot of that growth. And so I know a few things about developing relationships that turn into revenue and so it, it's it's not a transactional model it's a relationship model a lot of times the people being sold don't even know they're being courted for a service right right they they think of me as a trusted advisor as a good guy who's helping them with their business and oh by the way we have very expensive lawyers that you're going to use when i connect you with all this business and so that's what i did for most of my life and and i wanted to write a book about those relationships but when I sat down the day I was kicking this off with my publisher and put together the outline, I realized that's a real kind of small niche, right? Like, yeah, sales is a big niche, but professional services, business development is still relatively new. It's been around as long as I've been doing it, you know, 20, 26 years now, 20, you know, so, so it, it's, it's still new. And, and so I realized that those same skill sets that made me successful at work also made me successful at home and in the community, and in organizations I belong to. And so I expanded it to a self-help book. And so it'll, it'll appeal to business people who want to know how to function successfully as a business person and juggle all the other cares of life. But it'll also be helpful to a college student who's thinking about what they want to do with their life, or even the stay-at-home mom or somebody who's retired, because it has applications in, in all those areas of life. I can talk a little bit about what I address in the book if you want.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was looking uh, through uh, some of the information that you provided us before the podcast and everything. And some of the things that really stood out to me were things like you know you talk about positive mindset, uh, you talk about generosity and abundance, spiritual growth, all these type of things. Would love to learn a little bit more about your philosophy and all that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I start out with finding a purpose. A lot of people feel like they don't have a purpose, you know. And so, so I, I really help people to figure out how do you figure that out? Like for example. I, I went into professional services, business development. When I first got a call to do it, I didn't want to do it. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I, you know, I've sold in the past and I don't really like doing that. But when they told me what they were going to pay me and explained it a little better, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And as sure. it turns out, I was really good at it, but it wasn't me who figured that out. I listened to somebody else tell me that, right? Uh, for example, I thought I wanted to, to sing and be a musician, but I, I just didn't have the skill. It just wasn't a gift of mine. Uh, And I I never wanted to speak in public. You know, I I was terrified to speak in public. But then once I was asked to speak and I did it and I had people tell me, you're good at this. I realized, you know, with all these people I respect telling me this, I I must be pretty good at it. And so I leaned into it. Now I'm speaking to audiences of thousands of people. Right. And so and so I found purpose in doing those things. Uh, I talk about maintaining a sound mind. Right. I, I talk about the, the the power of thoughts in words and, and so many people go through life and they, they just and, and I was guilty of it, too. Like if I knew what I know now, back when I was 20 years old, I would have lived much differently back then. But I did. Sure. It took me it took me, you know, 57 years to figure this stuff out. And now that I figured it out. You know, I, I want to impart that wisdom to others. And so you control the thoughts that are in your mind. And people think, you know, how you know how can I do that? Like, you know, I don't have any control, but you do. Nobody else controls those thoughts, right? And I talk about replacing negative thoughts with positive ones and, and memorizing things so that you can put truth in place of lies. And 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 so my my brain is filled with a lot of good stuff that I, I bring to memory when negative things hit me right it happens to all of us yes growing spiritually that might be not be an area that everybody's interested in so i even put at the beginning of the chapter if you have no interest in this just skip this chapter but i but it's such a part of my life that i i talk about i wasn't always A spiritual person. I was an atheist until I was 24 years old, and when I when I made that change in my life, Neil, it changed the whole trajectory of my life. And in fact, it changed my whole philosophy in dealing with people. Right? There's a lot of lessons in the Bible that apply in business. You might not think they do, but but for example, you know, Jesus has some hard teachings, right? Like he who wishes to be first must be last and servant of all. Whoa! I I mean, I remember reading that for the first time. I'm like. What you know, and then I had to think about what does that look like. What is you know? So that's servant leadership, is what it is. And because Mm -hmm. I was a military officer, I I thought about you know. I really reflected on these words. Like when you're a military officer, you have soldiers who need to eat, and I'm as hungry as the next guy. I want to eat when the food comes around because you're working hard out in the field. But you know what? As an officer, you let all of your soldiers eat before you. And then you right. eat if there's food left over. Right. Those soldiers watch you do that and they know that you put their needs ahead of your own. And and when you're leading, whether it be sales teams or businesses, those are those are real life applications that work. I, I know because I've tried them and they work when people know that you have their back. They'll do anything for you. So it's, it's lessons right. like that. and You know, for example, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you if you just take a few of these principles and and you think about the other person when you're meeting with the other person and you're a giver rather than a taker you end up with more in the end because people want to do more for you so for every little thing that i did it it would come back to me tenfold and you know i talk about the importance of maintaining a healthy body i, I wear the same size clothes today that i did in high school but I wasn't always like that, Neil. I, I was 40 pounds overweight. I was miserable. You know, I wasn't taking care of myself. I, and I and I made changes along the way, right? I, I talk about personal growth. Like you can accomplish just about anything you put your mind to. People look at things and like, well, that's impossible, right? I talk about how I grew up in a family. There wasn't one private pilot in my family, but I wanted to fly airplanes. And, and I talk about how I, I took... The goal of flying an airplane and broke it down into bite-sized pieces and i got my private pilot's license it took me it took me you know 25 years to do it but i did it and and when i you know i wanted to go to harvard you know most people think well gosh i'm 40 50 60 years old how, how can i go to harvard well i couldn't get into harvard as a kid but i could now and i went back and i did an executive executive education program at harvard and and so I talk about little things like that about how you can set goals and you can really do impossible things if you don't make them impossible. Writing a book is impossible, but if you if you break it down into essays and you get a publisher to help you with it, you actually can write a book. and And it took me three years to write a book, and and it took a village, right? I, I even had my oldest daughter, you know, tear my book apart and kill about a third of it before it got published, you know, because she said, "Dad." it's too (laughs) businessy. She said, I'm an introvert. Like I'm not, I'm not going to read this. So, so I listened to her and we, it was hard to do. She said, dad, you got to be willing to kill your baby. And I did, I killed it. And she helped me kill it. And I went through and I rewrote whole portions of the book with her advice. And so you got to humble yourself and do some of these things. I talk about the value of personal relationships, everything we do in business or in life, is built on relationships. You think about world leaders, they work with other world leaders because they have relationships with those people. And I talk about the dynamics of relationships. <clears throat> Establishing boundaries. If you don't set boundaries for yourself, nobody's gonna set them for you. If you want to work 24-7, 365 days a year, a lot of employees will employers will, will take that from you. But if you say, you know what, I'm not, I'm gonna work. I'm going to work five days a week, and then I'm going to take that weekend and I'm going to spend it with my family, or, or you're going to eat dinner with your family, or you're going to go on vacation and not check in. It's easier when you're an employee than when you're when you're running your own business. But but I talk about practically how to do these things, and then being likable, how, how to how to cause other people to like you. There's actually things you can do, and there's other books I reference. That, you know, I don't have every answer myself. I, I borrow some from Dale Carnegie and in others, and so. I cover a lot of ground. I cover more than that, but I'd take up your whole podcast
0: if I, if I covered all of it. Yeah. Well, this is really awesome. So I, you know, just With the, some of the things that you mentioned already, I can fill out, obviously, you know, great ideas for a better life. But I also understand what you're saying in terms of how a lot of these things apply in business as well. Uh, the whole idea of servant leadership to me is like incredible. And I've heard from a lot of business coaches that we've interviewed on this show before uh, where that is a philosophy that you, they use and they've been very successful with it. And I think every business person who uses that type of philosophy and, that, and, and, and follows that, um, you know, there's no way they can't be successful because people will follow you if they can connect with you and they connect with you if you serve them. I love that, I think it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, well, it, you know, it took it took me reading the Bible to figure that out. You know, I, I did, that lesson from the military, I did those things because I knew it was what I had to do in the military. But when our, when I reflected on it, he who wishes to be first must be last and servant of all. That really made me think about that. Like, oh, oh, that's what that's. Like. And then I had to think about who did I like. I had a commander in in graduate school who was. Um, well, he was volunteering us to go to Iraq and, and I'm like, what's he doing? You know, and, yeah. But I would have followed this guy to Iraq or anywhere he wanted to take me because he practiced servant leadership. I knew he had my back. He did all sorts of things to, to take care of his soldiers, take care of me as one of his officers. And, and so I, I, I started to realize those are the qualities that make me want to follow someone. And so when I got the responsibility of leading a team... At my last company i practiced those things i I said look i'm not going to micromanage you nobody likes to be micromanaged i'm going to hire good people i'm going to give them goals to hit i'm going to tell them what i did to be successful and how i do it and then i'm going to make myself available i'm available to help you i'm going to check back in with you halfway through the year to make sure you're on track i don't i don't want any surprises at the end of the year when i do your performance reviews and so they knew that I had their back, and if they had problems, I would help them solve their problems. If they needed a confidant to talk to, I was their friend who helped them through those things. I wasn't lording it over them. I was I was serving them, and because of that, I had a very loyal team. I, I lost one or two people over the entire twenty years that I was there, and uh, wow. you know they followed me. They and they still they still confided confide in me today. Now that I'm gone.
0: That's incredible. You know, you know that you've done something right when people who have been away from you for a very long time come back and and, and still make that connection and stay in touch with you and everything. And I think personally, um, you know, I've had several people who have worked for me over the years in different you know companies that I've worked with in different capacities, and I still stay in you know, in contact, and they stay in contact with me. And one of my I guess I feel like my greatest accomplishments is that they've been successful I didn't do it for them but hopefully through the years I gave them the tools and the and, and the support that they needed to be able to 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 do it on their own and it sounds like that's what you're talking about with this with this uh, philosophy
1: yeah so so many people hear the word abundance and they they have actually had comments on social media you know it's not all about how much money you make I'm like ah oh, that's not what the book's about <laughs> it's yeah. it's not about I mean you know I'm done I've done well, right? But I've been I've been and you know, one of the things I mentioned in the book is I, I've I've been broke and I've been a millionaire. I know what it's like to be both. And mm-hmm. and it's nice to have money, but I some of the happiest times in my life was when I didn't have a penny to my name. And I, I talk about some of those times. And so, you know, the, the abundance that I experienced in those times was an abundance in relationships. And what we're talking about, Neil is we're talking about relationships. You're talking about the person who's calling you and and talking to you about their life after there's no formal relationship set in place, they don't have to call you and talk to you. It's right. Right. It's like like my kids, my kids are adults now. They, They don't have to be in my home. They don't have to spend the holidays with me. They don't have to live with me or near me, but they, but they are, I've got two of my kids, even though they're 26 and 27 years old, they're going to be living here with me. And they know, they're welcome to live here with me. I've got my son who's in college. He comes home rather than running off to other places when, when he has a break. I, my oldest son, who's he's working with me. And he moved nearby because he wants to raise his family near me. He moved from Florida to Texas. And, and so, you know, four out of five are real close. I got one renegade in New York. She's wonderful. She's an yeah. investment banker. But I'm going to go visit her in in a couple of weeks, and And so abundance is really... In the relationships you built, and those relationships enrich your life more than you know a million dollar check or even a ten million dollar check could. Right? You cannot buy people's love. The fact that I'm still married after 29 years, and and my wife still loves me, I mean that's a success. That, that's success, right? And and it's abundance. And so I talk about some of the dynamics of those relationships, and it and it goes beyond the family. It, it you know even if you live at home alone you can start with yourself, right? It all starts with you, with your thoughts. You know, it, it starts with concepts like forgiveness, right? I I, I I, start out in the chapter talking about those relationships, like start with yourself. Do you need to forgive yourself for something, right? And And then those around you, do you need to extend forgiveness to somebody? These simple concepts, yeah, they're biblical concepts, but you don't even have to be a religious person to to understand the concept of forgiveness right unforgiveness right. is like is like drinking poison and hoping it hurts the other po- person it doesn't work that other person's moved on they don't even know that you're upset with them so you might as right, well just right. forgive them and let them go right right and so exactly. it's, it's a freeing feeling and my, my wife will uh, occasionally mention some negative thing to me and i'm like i don't even remember that and she's yeah she doesn't understand i'm like I choose not to dwell on that, you know? I mean, if it was negative, I've just purged it. I've forgiven it and I've right. moved on. And, uh, you know, I live a happier life as a result.
0: You know, you can't move backward. You can only move forward, right? So I love that. Listen, we've come to the end of our, our time together. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with?
1: Yeah, so my final thoughts are, are is when you're interacting with the, the numbers of people that you interact with, even if it's a few people, always think about the other person over yourself right it has so many benefits one it's going to make that other person like you more two if you're if you have problems and worries if you're focused on somebody else and not yourself it's amazing how your problems just disappear right I because I was raising a large family in and, and, and I was volunteering I was I volunteered in the juvenile detention center for 20 years helping kids that had you know much bigger problems than I had. I amazingly had no problems. I mean, yeah, I had problems. You know, my car breaks down just like the next guy's, you know, I get aches and pains just like the next guy. But you know what? When you're not thinking about those problems, they don't exist. And so I've I've walked through life without harboring grudges against people, without having problems of my own because I'm not focused on myself. So focus less on yourself and more on others and you'll be a happier person.
0: I love it. I, I mean, that's awesome. That's fantastic. I'm so glad you were on our show today. Uh, how do we get our hands on your book?
1: So we're, we're in Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. There's other places where it's coming out, but but those are the two easy ones. If you just put in how to live the abundant life and put in my name, Carl Grant the it, Third, it pops up pretty well. It's uh, hit number one in a couple categories, which I was pleasantly surprised to see. I didn't nice. expect that. Yeah. So Congratulations. So and I've gotten... So knock on wood, you know, unless one of your listeners
0: reads it doesn't like it. I've gotten all five star reviews so far. Amazingly mm-hmm. outstanding, sounds great. And Carl, if somebody would like to get in contact with you, have another conversation. How would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you look up Carl Grant the third, but the I, I I don't go to the fourth. That's my son. <laughs> yeah. If you if you put, put a note and saying hey, I heard you on the Business Breakthroughs podcast, I, I'll respond to you. I'm also on on Instagram, Carl Grant. That I I uh, you can find me there
0: as well. Love to hear from you. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. You're a wonderful guest, and I really appreciate you being here today.
1: Thank you, Neil. Appreciate
0: it. Outstanding. Hey, listen, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us on Business Breakthroughs. Uh, We're sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at TitanMediaWorks.com. That's works spelled W-O-R-X. And check out all of our other great hosts at the Small Business Delivered Network at SmallBusinessDelivered.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Bye-bye.